The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Councilmember Fred Durhall III. Present. Councilmember Letitia Johnson. Present. Councilmember Coleman Young II. Here. Council President Pro Tem James Tate. Here. Council President Mary Sheffield. Present. Madam President, you have a quorum. All right, there being a quorum, we are back in session. For the Internal Operations Standing Committee from the Office of Contracting and Procurement. Madam President, there are two contracts up for a vote today from the Internal Operations Standing Committee. First up, we have contract number 600 100% city funding to provide added functionality for the grievance tracking system with a disciplinary action tracking module to the existing HR system, including migration and implementation, technical support, training, and ongoing maintenance. Contractor is Quantum Information Systems Solutions, Inc. Total contract amount, $76,766.67. And this contract is for human resources. The next contract is contract number 600-4656-A1, 100% city funding, amendment number one, to provide an increase of funds for pre-litigation services in connection with condemnation matters relating to the Detroit City Airport. Contract is ALOA and Associates PC, total contract amount, $250,000, and this contract is for the Law Department. Councilmember Johnson, two resolutions. Line items 16.1 and 16.2, noting that both items were postponed from last week's formal session. All right, thank you. Councilmember Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Move for approval. Motion has been made for approval on both line items. Any objection? Hearing no objections, the two resolutions will be approved. From the law department. Council member Johnson, 13 resolutions, line items 16.3 through 16.15. Council member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Move for approval on line items 16.3 through 16.15. These are various lawsuit settlement requests and requests for legal representation and indemnification and line item 16. Point six is the Detroit Elected Officials Compensation Commission to increase the salaries of elected officials of the city of Detroit. All right, thank you. Motion has been made for approval. Any objections on the resolutions? Objection. To which one? 16, objection on 16.8. 16.10, 1612, 16.13, and 16.15. All right. The clerk will note. Clerk will so note. <clears throat> Any other objections? Hearing none, the 13 resolutions will be approved. Under resolutions. Council Member Johnson, five resolutions, nine out of 16.16 16 through 16.20. 16 Noting that line item 16.20 is on behalf of Council President Sheffield. Thank you. Council Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Move for approval on line item 16.16 through 16.20. Noting that line item 16.16 through 16.18 are appointments to the Human Rights Commission and 16.19 is an appointment to fill the vacancy of the City of Detroit Board of Ethics. Motion has been made with 16.20 moved as well. All right, yes. the 16.20 is the continuing of the Detroit City Council Task Force on Homelessness and Affordable Housing. Motion has been made for approval. Any objections? Hearing no objections, the five resolutions will be approved. From the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee, Council President Pro Tem Tate, a resolution, line item 17.1. Council Member Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, move approval line item 17.1, please. All right, motion has been made for approval, and this is for a property sale 
Any objections? Hearing no objections, that one resolution will be approved. For the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee from the Office of Contracting and Procurement. Madam President, there are 10 contracts up for a vote today from the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. First up, we have contract number 306-2724, city funding to provide services to cover backfill for basement discovered during demolition at property at 4550 Michigan Avenue. Contractors Inner City Contracting, LLC, total contract amount, $19,152.10, and this contract is for city demolition. The next contract is contract number 6004783, city funding to provide leadership academy training for police department personnel. Contract is Wayne State University, total contract amount, $474,100, and this contract is for the police department. The next contract is contract number 306-2802, grant funding to provide 10 new flyer diesel buses. Contract is New Flyer of America, Inc. Total contract amount, $5,214,940.60, and this contract is for transportation. The next contract is contract number 306-1689, city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 12740 Alcoy. Contract is the Guyana Company, total contract amount, $23,748, and this contract is for city demolition. The next contract is contract number 6004865, grant funding to provide an environmental remediation assessment, do care and environmental response activities to the Piety Hill neighborhood. Contract is Central Detroit Christian CDC, total contract amount $450,000, and this contract is for building and safety. The next contract is contract number 6003389A1, 100% city funding, amendment number one, to provide an increase of funds for preventative maintenance and repair services for HVAC systems at DDOT facilities. Contract is Johnson Controls, Inc., total contract amount, $1,215,549.33, and this contract is for transportation. The next contract is contract number 306-0809, city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 3398 Medbury. Contract is DMC Consultants, Inc., total contract amount, $28,080, and this contract is for city demolition. The next contract is contract number 306-2310, city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 13500 Arlington. Contract is DMC Consultants, Inc., total contract amount, $17,500, and this contract is for city demolition. The next contract is contract number 306-2361, city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at 61 Five zero Hecla. Contract is DMC Consultants Inc. Total contract amount twenty thousand dollars, and this contract is for city demolition. The last contract is contract number three zero six two four four seven, one hundred percent city funding to provide an emergency demolition for the residential property at one four one five four Eileen. Contract is DMC Consultants Inc. Total contract amount seventeen thousand five hundred dollars, and this contract is for city demolition. Council President Potem Tate. On behalf of Council Member Santiago Romero, 10 resolutions, line items 18.1 through 18.10, noting that line item 18.1 was postponed from last week's formal session. All right, thank you. President Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, move approval of the resolutions. With discussion, please. All right, discussion. Yes, ma'am. Uh, for line item 8.18, excuse me, point two. I uh, just got a question if someone from the administration is available to uh, answer. Um, this is regarding the Leadership Academy training for the police department personnel. Through you, Madam President. Yep. Mr. Washington. Yes, I do believe we have DC Kyra Joy Hope online. All right.
we can uh, have we promoted uh, second deputy chief hope madam president i do not see her online unless she's under a different name washington yes madam chair if we could bring this if we could bring this back to the end as well i will reach out to dc hope Madam President, move to bring back line item 18.2 to the end of the agenda. Motion has been made. Any objections? Hearing none, we will bring that line item back at the end of the agenda. Pro Tem Tate? No further questions for me on those items, ma'am. Move them. Okay. So there's no further discussion. Pro Tem has moved these for approval. Any objection? Hearing no objections, the resolutions will be approved. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You took it all the way to, no, what was the last line? Okay. Mr. Clark? Madam President, yep. um, we are at um, line items 18.1 through 18.11, I'm sorry, through 18.14. And this will be from the Office of the Chief Financial Officer, Office of Development and Grants. Council President Pro Tem Tate, four resolutions. Thank you. Uh, President Pro Tem Tate. Uh, again, 18.11 through 18.14. Move approval of line items 18.11 through 18.14, please. All right. Motion has been made for approval, and these are uh, various grants. Any objection to the motion? Hearing no objections, the four resolutions will be approved. We will now move to the new business portion of the agenda from the Office of Contracting and Procurement. Madam President, there are 11 contracts up for a vote today from the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee on today's new business portion of the agenda. First up, we have contract number 6003354A1, 100% city funding, amendment number one, to provide an extension of time for fire extinguisher services for the General Services Department and Fire Department. Contract is Gallagher Fire Equipment, original contract amount $462,120. And this contract is for general services. The next contract is contract number 6003388A1, 100% city funding, amendment number one, to provide an increase of funds for as needed HVAC services for various city facilities. Contract is System Corporation, total contract amount $3,550,000. And this contract is for general services. The next contract is contract number 6004118A1. 100% capital funding, amendment number one, to provide an increase of funds for solar resiliency construction at the community center for 8B Ford Park. Contract is DeAngelis Diamond Construction LLC. Total contract amount, $6,957,000. And this contract is for general services. The next contract is contract number 6004464A1, 100% major street funding. Amendment number one, to provide an increase of funds for Roosevelt Park improvements. Contract is WCI Contractors, Inc. Total contract amount, $6,220,000. And this contract is for general services. The next contract is contract number 6004717, 100% city funding, to provide towing services for booted vehicles and abandoned vehicles and boats to and from city-owned lots. Contract is Wayne Service, Inc. Total contract amount, $101,974. And this contract is for municipal parking. The next contract is contract number 6004718, 100% city funding to provide towing services for booted vehicles and abandoned vehicles and boats to and from city-owned lots. Contract is 7Ds Towing and Storage, Inc., Total contract amount, $101,974. And this contract is for municipal parking. The next contract is contract number 6004719, city funding to ride towing services for booted vehicles and abandoned vehicles and boats to and from city-owned lots. 
Contract is BBK Towing and Recovery Inc. Total contract amount $101,974. And this contract is for municipal parking. The next contract is contract number 6004754, city funding to provide towing services for booted vehicles and abandoned vehicles and boats to and from city-owned lots. Contract is Bobby's TCB Towing Service. Total contract amount $101,974. And this is for municipal parking. The next contract is contract number 6004758, city funding to provide towing services for booted vehicles and abandoned vehicles and boats to and from city-owned lots. Contractors ABA, Impound, Inc. Total contract amount $101,974, and this contract is for municipal parking. The next contract is contract number 6004761, city funding to provide towing services for booted vehicles and abandoned vehicles and boats to and from <coughs> city-owned lots. Contractors Access Point Transport, LLC. Total contract amount $101,974, and this contract is for municipal parking. The last contract is contract number 6004762, city funding to provide towing services for booted vehicles and abandoned vehicles and boats to and from city-owned lots. Contractors Choice Towing, Inc. Total contract amount $101,974, and this contract is for municipal parking. Council Member Young, 11 resolutions, line items 19.1 through 19.11. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Councilmember Young. Thank you, Madam President. Move to approve line items 19.1 through 19.11. Thank you. Motion has been made for approval. Any objections? Objection to line item 19.11. The clerk will please note. Clerk will so note. Any other objections? Hearing none, those resolutions will be approved. Thank you. From the General Services Department. Councilmember Young, a resolution, line item 19.12. Councilmember Young. I move to approve line item 19.12. Thank you, Madam President. Motion has been made for approval, and this is to acquire two parcels from the Detroit Land Bank Authority for Bloomfield Park. Any objections to the resolution? Hearing none, that one resolution will be approved. Under resolutions. Council President Pro Tem Tate, a resolution, line item 19.13. President Pro Tem Tate. Now, President, move approval of line item 19.13, please. Motion has been made for approval, and this is approving the public service allocations of the Neighborhood Opportunity Fund Community Development Block Grant Budget for fiscal year 2023 and 2024. Any objections? Hearing no objections, that one resolution will be approved. All right, and before we go to our referrals, um, we're going to go back, Mr. Clerk, to the line items that we postponed. Madam President, we have two line items that were postponed from today's agenda. Uh, first up, we have line item 15.4 on today's agenda. 15.4? Yes. And Mr. Washington, do we have representatives here with us for 15.4? Yes, we do have Sam Smalley from DWSD. All right. If we can um, please bring him over, please. And I think Pro Tim Tate also had additional questions regarding the cameras from DPW. Yes, and I am about to confirm. Uh, actually, DPD should be joining if you give me just a moment. I'm president. Yes. And just for the record, my, my question was. Uh, Part of it was also geared towards the framework plan. Okay. Um, and not necessarily just DPD, but the connectivity of the two. All right. Um, as we wait for the representative to come on from Pro Tem Tate, we can start with you, Mr. Smalley from DWSD. Good afternoon, Sam Smalley, Chief Operating Officer, Detroit Water and Sewage Department. All right, so Member Johnson had questions regarding the water infrastructure that's included in the capital agenda. 
Member Johnson, if you would like to elaborate on your question. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, through you to Mr. Smalley, would just like to get an understanding uh, verbally and also would like to get something in writing that details the plan as we move forward to address the water infrastructure uh, throughout the city of Detroit, particularly, obviously, in District 4. So, so, so that's a, um, Madam Chair, that's a very broad question. Um, I will try to answer it as well as I can. And if there's additional questions, uh, please feel free. Uh, DWSD maintains, operates, and owns over 2,400 miles of sewer mains, 24 inches and below, and below, as well as some larger uh, sewer mains. We also have about 3,000 miles of water mains, 90,000 catch basins, 30,000 hydrants, and 40,000 valves that we operate and maintain. We have been pursuing a neighborhood by neighborhood comprehensive inspection, assessment, and capital intervention plan um, for the last five years, um, which has resulted in complete inspection and improvement of water and sewer systems. This is based on a asset management plan that is founded is found founded on a risk model. So we're we're inspecting, assessing, and intervening um, at the highest risk neighborhoods first. Um, beyond that, I'll be happy to answer any more specific questions. Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, through you to Mr. Smalley, I'd like to get some idea of the type of work that we are planning to do as we move forward in addressing the water infrastructure. So I understand you maintain all of those items, but is there anything significant that is being done to improve the water infrastructure system? Yes, um, we're doing a, a number of what I would consider to be fairly significant efforts right now, um, both internally, and we're also looking for assistance through grant money through a variety of uh, options right now. On the lead service line issue, um, as Director Brown has spoken uh, several times recently, um, we have $90 million that we're trying to spend in grant money. Um, so we have a map of the city of Detroit. We have comprehensive data, including lead line density, um, where we've done capital projects over the last 30 years, socioeconomic data. We have uh, obtained and are incorporating data from the health department to help us prioritize our lead service line replacements. We have about 80,000 lead service lines throughout the city that we want to get out of our system as quickly as possible. Um, so we have 90 million in grant money plus about 10 million in annual capital spend that we're applying to that issue. And we're looking for more money um, to help fund that initiative. In addition to the neighborhood by neighborhood assessment, inspection and intervention, um, we are also um, based on the storms of June of uh, 21, we are working to uh, mitigate flood risk throughout the city. Um, we have applied for a number of grants through both the state revolving fund and through the federal building resilient infrastructure communities, also known as BRIC. Um, for both the east side and the west side. I'll stop there. All right, thank you. Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Um, I, I appreciate that summary. I, um, my team will be sure to follow up to request that we have something in writing so that we can uh, make sure that we share with the community what is taking place and what is slated to take place uh, within the next few years. Uh, as it relates to water infrastructure. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Member Johnson. Um, and just a quick question, is there any plan to um, increase the amount of neighborhoods under the basement backup protection program? Yes, ma'am. Um, we started our pilot phase in two neighborhoods, um, Jefferson Chalmers and Toria Park. Um, I believe that we are on the cusp of expanding that to some additional neighborhoods. Um, once we have the funding worked out, 
we're opening that to the uh, 11 neighborhoods that are most prone to flooding. Um, so that's it's in the works and it's getting very close. So in the capital agenda, there's no proposed additional funding at this time to increase more homes and neighborhoods? Uh, we are utilizing the uh, ARPA funds that were made available to us. That is the current plan. There's also uh, some money that was made available from HUD, um, CDBG funding um, that is also in the works. All right. And then just one more question for me regarding CWAS. Um, was there any um, talk regarding any additional funding for that? I know we get calls as well in District 5 uh, for the far east side of my district uh, regarding that issue. So was there any money allocated or any um, type of allocations in the capital agenda for that particular uh, use? Uh, that would that would not be a DWSD issue to uh, constructor um, manage seawalls, um, but I believe that has been discussed with the mayor's office. Okay, um, so Mr. Washington, if someone can address that question for me, um, if someone is on, if they can answer that, because I did not see that at all in the capital agenda. We went through it several times, so would love to see that. Um, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, Miss Dara, Miss Miss Dara, Miss Dara, Miss Dara, Miss Dara, if you can please not interrupt, can you, Miss Dara, please, please stop, or we're gonna have to escort you out. I'm gonna give you, Miss Dara, Miss Dara, Miss Dara, we. Uh, if she continues, yes. All right, thank you. Mr. Washington, Ms. Dara, excuse me, officers, if, if Ms. Dara, if you continue, we will have to escort you out, Ms. Dara. Mr. Washington? Yes, Madam Chair. Um, if LaShonda Davis is online as well, she may be able to address your question. And in addition, we also have Edwina King from the Planning Department online. All right, if we can bring both of those uh, individuals over, please. If she does again, I'm trying to be nice to Ms. Dara, but she... All right, um, good afternoon. If you, could, if you could just state your name and titles, please. Good afternoon, LaShonda Davis, Deputy COO, Mayor's Office. Uh, good afternoon, Edwina King, Associate Director of Legislative Affairs and Equitable Development, City of Detroit's Planet and Development Department. Good afternoon. Okay. All right. Ms. Davis, did you want to go first, please? That is fine. Through the chair, um, to go back to expand upon the response from the Water Department to Councilwoman Johnson's question uh, related to her district, there is $2 million that is in the capital agenda that is for water main replacements for the Jefferson Chalmers area uh, that is going to be allocated through uh, multiple funding sources, just to elaborate a little more on that question. And then in regards to the question that you pose, Council President, regarding seawalls, we're in the process of uh, determining the funds that will be proposed for seawall construction and repair. Uh, it is not included in the capital agenda as that funding has not been finalized as of yet. However, we are currently doing the analysis to assess which seawalls need to be repaired as well as getting cost estimates that are associated with those respective seawalls to propose and bring that forward to this honorable body. All right. Thank you so much, Ms. Davis. And uh, Pro Tim Tate, I'll turn it over to you for your questions. Yep. Thank you, <laughs> Madam President. So uh, I did have a question. I, I know uh, Ms. Director Brundish was on the, on the line earlier and we indicated, indic well, and, and Mr. Washington indicated that we would have someone from the police department to talk about how many cameras we currently have in the inventory that we're using these uh, surveillance cameras. Uh, so I want to start there first. How many cameras used for uh, illegal dumping uh, do we currently have in inventory? 
Uh, so through the chair, uh, pro tem tape, uh, we currently have cameras at 59 uh, different locations, uh, and it's a total of 227 cameras spread out over those 59 locations. Uh, we also have some decoy uh, cameras at another 58 locations. Uh, we have an additional 113 de decoy cameras, uh, which don't provide a direct feed uh, back to the police department command center, uh, but does give the appearance of being uh, monitored. So in total, uh, we've got 340 cameras uh, spread out over 117 locations. Okay. And then just again, talk a little bit about the effectiveness of these particular cameras, please. Uh, if I may, I know we've got, um, uh, we've got, uh, I believe Jack Fennessy as well as someone else from the police department. Maybe they're better prepared to talk a little bit more in detail than I did earlier. Thank you. Um, good morning, Councilman Chair. Through the chair, my name is Robert Millen, Director of Public Safety for the City Trade Information Technology Department. I mean, the effectiveness of the camera, that's hard to determine at this time right now. We need to really look more closely at it. So what I will do is just bring that back to this honorable body and I'll speak with the uh, real-time crime center at DPD to find out what's the fitness of the cameras within that area. So let me get that back to you. I make that commitment to you today. So, so we were saying just for the record, we don't know how many arrests, how many uh, folks we've stopped. And we don't have any of that information that can be provided today. I mean, that's I can give it to you. I'm going to go to the RTCC. I wasn't aware that would be the questions asked. I'm, that information is, is available to us. Okay. I just need to go to the RTC and give it to you. So if I'll get you an email, I'll send back an email today to make you aware of what's going on with the rest and all that and with the cameras in that area. Are you looking specifically for all of the um, dumping cameras that we have installed, the arrests that we were able to make, or just before a specific area? Yeah, all of all of the cameras in general. And then I do want to break out of Brightmore as well, uh, seeing that we're going to talk about this and you're going to be providing it to us after this particular meeting. So, all yes, right. that'll be helpful. Let me work on that and I'll get it to you. Thank you. All right. All thank right. you. And I see uh, we've also been joined by Ms. King. Uh, good, good afternoon. Long time no see. You were at that meeting last night as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the framework meeting in Brightmore. <laughs> so, you know that there was a, uh, there's a lot of interest in yes. getting Brightmore in the way that the neighbors deserve. And so, wanted to talk about the, the, conversations that your department has had with DPW uh, regarding these illegal dumping cameras. Uh, what what has the conversation been like up to this point? And I understand that the framework is going to be a long-term plan. It's not a short-term piece, but uh, we've got to stem the tide as well and uh, want to know what that looks like. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, through the chair. Be careful um, while you're driving. And, 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 thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, yes, through the chair, um, the president pro tem. Uh, so, yes, the department, um, so the cameras themselves don't necessarily impact the Brightmore framework plan. However, we do plan to speak with um, and engage in conversation, rather, with DPD, DPW, uh, GSC, as well as other entities related to um, concerns related to illegal dumping. And so through that, through the collection of the data, as well as uh, most importantly, our stakeholders in Brightmore and our council member um, who represents the district, as well as the two at-large members, uh, we plan to utilize that data to A, identify specifically where illegal dumping occurs in Brightmore, and then from that, um, use that towards the, um, the enactment of a plan that could potentially address and more importantly, eradicate it. So because we're in the preliminary stages of the framework study, um, that is um, a part of our immediate plan um, to engage those in those city departments. Um, but right now um, we're still, again, a, a part of the inaugural part of the uh, plan. So we have yet to have those discussions, but they're, they're coming. Um, and you have our commitment as a department that uh, we will keep everyone um, engaged. All right. Thank you. And I look forward to uh, getting the, uh, you know, getting a little further into the, the, the plan in terms of addressing the blind. I know we didn't have a huge conversation on that last night. And, you know, to have these this contract or this uh, request before us, uh, and I saw a number of 230 cameras 
being requested. I just could not allow uh, that moment to pass without at least poking it a bit. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, Madam President. All right, thank you, Pro Tem. Uh, any additional questions for this line item, 15.4? All right, hearing no additional questions, thank you, Ms. Davis, and thank you, Director Brundage and Mr. Smalley. Thank you. Someone like to move it for approval? Council Member Durhall. Thank you, Madam President. Move for approval for line item 15.4. Motion has been made for approval. Any objections? <clears throat> Hearing no objections, that resolution is approved. Madam Mr. President, Clark? next up we have line item 18.2, which is moved to the end of the agenda. Line item 18.2. Pro Tem Tate. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Madam President. Um, so I know that it was mentioned that DC Hope would be joining us. Hello, sir. I'm here. DC, good uh, afternoon to you. It'd be great if we could see you as well. I don't know. Is your camera available? Here, let me see. There we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> So anytime you're attached to something, there's a certain level of credibility that you have that you bring to the table just in my time working with you and knowing you over the years. Uh, so I'm going to ask the question uh, regarding the outcomes uh, of the initial contract that came before us and that we approved. So initially, there was a contract for the same service uh, to provide um to provide leadership academy training for Detroit Police Department personnel. And the first contract, the original contract, was before us uh, for a period, excuse me, it was for a period of 2018 uh, through May 21st, 2021. Can you talk to us about how you how the department has determined if this leadership training was successful? What's the metric? Yes, yes. So I must say, um, we've had five cohort classes uh, to go through, and there was about 30 plus students, I believe, in each uh, class. And I can truly say it has helped develop our future leaders, and some of them are in our executive leadership positions as we speak today. So this has been a worthwhile uh, project. Um, you already have to have your bachelor's degree, and this is to advance your education. Uh, you develop your contemporary management principles, your finances, your human resources, uh, communications, um, the leadership development, interaction in our environment, and I go on and on. But you asked me the question once again about how has this really uh, manifested within the police department? Well, we have younger leaders, and with having gone through this leadership academy, it has really broadened the scope on how we visualize and how we see things uh, for today. And to add some depth, more depth into the police department, as well as uh, our rising education. Um, I, I think it has been paramount in what I have seen uh, over my years here with DPD. I think it's an exceptional program. DC had also talked about uh, some of the training that they will receive focused on DEI. And for those who are not familiar who are watching this, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, which is a real catch-all nowadays. And you hear DEI, DEI everywhere. But specifically, uh, talk to us a, a bit about any training that they will be receiving uh, on uh, implicit and racial bias. Well, that is definitely um, in. That is definitely integrated in some of the courses that we take, um, responding uh, to the needs of today uh, with what we do as far as hiring. Uh, our people are becoming very, very diverse, understanding cultures, uh, ethnicity, understanding of functionalities of just differences in how people think based on the environments that they were brought up in. I think this, this these courses um, have stretched <laughs> so far to add really good tools in our tool belt 
to help us deal with problem solving, um, more cohesive commands, and just understanding our environment uh, as a whole. But just specifically, though, when it as it relates to implicit and racial bias, is there any uh, course training um, on, on that those, those particular subjects? You know, I, I haven't seen the new list of training, but we have had those courses, training courses before. I was in the first cohort on that councilman, um, and I know that there are uh, courses in there. I don't know the names of that particular course right now. Okay. And then lastly, uh, my, my last question is regarding uh, budget. Uh, you know, the city of Detroit, the, the city council receives the budget from the administration and we're quickly approaching that time where we're going to uh, begin addressing the budget and approving it. Uh, what type of training is included for these particular personnel as it relates to financials and budget, which is you know always a part of what everything we have to do, we have to keep that in mind. So what type of training uh, is being provided dealing with financials and, and budget? Not for well, the George, department, not for the department as a whole, but just in general understanding the importance of it and how to navigate it. Yes, yes. So in these courses, you receive uh, literally uh, projects where you're giving budgets and you have to plan them. They teach you how to manage them. Uh, they they teach you about the resource allocations. Um, we learn statistics. Um, just. Everything to manage a business, because these are business courses. And as you know, DPD is a business, if you look at it in that sense. And you are able to learn how to structure, how to develop, implement, um, borrow from one allocation to another, making sure that we have the best um, needs if you will, for your business to run, to make sure that we're prospering in the right direction. Um, we're trimming the fat in the right direction. So these are real everyday scenarios of business life uh, that you will be learning as far as financing and budgeting. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, uh, Pro Tem. And then DC Hope, just one question for me regarding the previous uh uh, years that this program has been in place. Do we have any officers that utilize the training and then went to a different city or left DPD? I know we have an issue with officers utilizing our training and then leaving to other uh, to other cities and municipalities. So have we had that or is there any um, requirements that, you know, we are targeting, you know, long-term DPD officers who've been here um, that they won't actually leave the city of Detroit once they utilize this training? I am not aware of anyone who's gone through this leadership academy that has gone. Um, and strategically, this is designed for our future leaders within the police department. So in the vetting process, these individuals want to become our future leaders uh, of DPD. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, DC Hope. We appreciate you. And is there any additional questions from my colleagues? All right, hearing none, we will move for approval. Pro Tem Tate. Madam President, move approval of line item 18.2, please. All right, motion has been made for approval. Are there any objections to the resolution? Hearing none, that resolution will be approved. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you. All right, I think that was the last line item that we had. You're correct, Madam President. That was the last one. All right. We'll move to our referrals. Yes. All right. For the President's report on standing committee referrals and other matters for the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee. Two reports from various city departments. The two reports will be referred to the Budget, Finance, and Audit Standing Committee for the Internal Operations Standing Committee. Fifteen reports from various city departments. The 15 reports will be referred to the Internal Operations Standing Committee for the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee. Three reports from the Office of Contract and Procurement. The three reports will be referred to the Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee for the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee. 
five reports from various city departments. The five reports will be referred to the Planning and Economic Development Standing Committee or the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee. Seven reports from various city departments. The seven reports will be referred to the Public Health and Safety Standing Committee under the consent agenda. There are no items, Madam President. All right, we will um, call now for member reports. Um, before we go to member reports, I did want to mention that we did unfortunately just lose uh, Reverend Norman Thomas, Father Thomas uh, from Sacred Heart Church, which is located in District 5. He passed away at 92 years of age um, and spent more than 50 years in ministry. I know a lot of us know Father Thomas uh, and the work that he has done throughout the city of Detroit. So we want to keep his family lifted. And if we can um, have a brief moment of silence for Father uh, Thomas. All right, thank you. And I will... Um, Keep you all abreast. I'm sure you all will find out as well more of his uh, funeral arrangements uh, as we are made aware of them. All right, we will turn to member reports. Member Durhaw. Thank you, Madam President, and try to be as brief as I can. Um, Want to first say uh, I didn't have the opportunity to attend a reparations task force press conference uh, only because we were having our first uh, coffee hour in District 7. Uh, so still support the reparations task force wholeheartedly. Uh, but also want to thank those uh, members from District 7 who came out to the In Harmony Suites or In Harmony uh, Cafe Suites and More uh, on this Friday. Uh, we were it was great to be in person. Uh, we had close to uh, 80 residents who came to our coffee hour. So just a very great turnout. Uh, we got a, a chance to address uh, members of the public, uh, their concerns personally and, and get some one on one FaceTime. Uh, with the residents of District 7, so thankful for their participation. I uh, want to give a shout out uh, to residents in Warrendale and the Warrendale Community Association. This Saturday, I had the opportunity to uh, participate in assisting with a food distribution at St. Peter's and Paul's uh, Roman Catholic Church. Uh, also, in conjunction, uh, we were joined uh, by the Little Caesars Love Kitchen Truck, who passed out pizza uh, to residents as well. Uh, inviting uh, uh, folks from District 7 to join us tonight for our monthly virtual community meeting, uh, which will take place at 6 p.m. Uh, we are sending the link out via email as well as text message uh, if you are subscribed. So please join us tonight. Uh, and that is at 6 p.m. The presenting departments will be DPD, uh, 2nd, 6th and 10th Precincts, Detroit Fire Department, CREO, uh, as well as the Department of Public Works. Uh, and so for further information, if you need some information, you can contact our office at 313-224-2151. Lastly, knowing that budget season is approaching, we are holding Wednesday, March 1st at 6 p.m. our D7 budget priorities meeting. Uh, this will be on Zoom. This is an opportunity to voice uh, your opinions uh, and uh, have an opportunity to let us know what your priorities are. Uh, up in this upcoming budget and what you would like to see. We will be joined by one of our great experts from LPD, Mr. Corley, as well as Mr. Steve Watson from the Office of the Chief Financial Officer to discuss our budget, give updates on funding, uh, and again, take your priorities. And with that, Madam President, that concludes my member report. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Member Durha. Pro Tem Tate. Negative report. All right. Thank you, Member Pro Tem Tate. Member Johnson. Thank you, Madam President. Just want to say a very special thank you to the team at uh, Project Clean Slate. Uh, they came out on Saturday to host an event in District 4. Uh, and just, I think this was my first time realizing all of the work that they do, walking people through the process to uh, request an expungement and to represent them uh, as they go through the process. So just wanted to say thank you for that. Uh, that concludes my report. Thank you, Madam President. All right. Thank you, Member Johnson. Member Young. Thank you, Madam President. Um, first of all, I would just like to say that I spoke with Father Thomas last Thursday at a funeral for my cousin, and I'm so grateful for that event. And you just have to really 
understand that every moment is precious. And I never knew that that would be the last moment that I would see him alive. So he's been an inspiration to us all. He's been a pillar to the community and he will truly be missed. Um, also, uh, Ms. Warwick alluded to this earlier, but uh, Margaret Harris, who was the queen of the North End, who was also my auntie uh, and my best friend and my confidant. And whenever I needed somebody to be there for me, she was right there. You know, if she liked you or she liked what she was doing, she would tell you. But if she didn't, she'd tell you that, too. She suffered no fools and took no wooden nickels. And um, my heart is heavy and I will miss her dearly. You know, it's like what they say. The selfish talk about what they take from you. The selfless talk about what they give to you. But the great ones talk about what they brought out of you. and. Margaret Harris brought the best out in me because she represented the best of us. And I will truly, truly miss her. Um, on another note, um, I also was able to go to Cambridge Homes, Senior Citizen Building. Uh, we were able to feed them and uh, talk to them about their issues. And it was a very good event. And, uh, you know, I really believe that society is judged based on the conduct of his police and the treatment of his senior citizens. And, uh, that, you know, I think we're all doing the best we can, but, you know, there's room for improvement. Uh, the biggest room in the world is room for improvement. There's room there. You know, we had Popeyes. We gave out roses, you know, for Valentine's Day. You know, so we just had a real good time. And I just really appreciate the honor and privilege of representing them and being able to serve. So thank you so much. That in my member report, Madam President. All right. Thank you, Member Young. I uh, want to wish our very own Marcel, Director Todd, a happy, happy birthday. I know he is joining us virtually. So happy birthday, uh, Director Todd. Let's give him a round of applause. Um, also, birthday. Are you going to sing? No, I'm saying. I <laughs> uh, just want to remind everyone that the mayor does present his budget this Friday at 10 a.m. We will be in the committee of a whole, uh, seeing that we still have audio issues here. Uh, so the mayor will present his budget this Friday at 10 a.m. in the Committee of the Whole. Uh, also, would like to mention this past Friday, we kicked off our tenant rights workshops uh, that we will be hosting every Friday throughout various senior buildings. We had a very great turnout at the Van Dyke Center uh, where we just informed residents of their rights, uh, tried to organize tenant councils throughout the building, um, and also uh, to really better the relationship between the management and the tenants. And so we were um, just honored to be there and just grateful of the information that we provided to the tenants and looking forward to more tenant rights workshops. If any senior building is interested, please contact our office at 313-224-4505. And that is all I have for member reports. And so we will proceed. Under adoption without committee reference. There are no items, Madam President. Under communications from the clerk. A report on approval proceedings by the mayor. The report will be received and placed on file under testimonial resolutions and special privilege. There are no items, Madam President. Right. There being no further business to come before this uh, committee or this uh, formal session, is there a motion to adjourn? Motion. All right. This meeting is adjourned. Everyone have a blessed day.